Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. If you're anything like me, your health is very important to you. I know you listen to the show for tips to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Well, I have some great news for you. James Miller Lifeology has partnered with BioOptimizers Nutrition. As an avid nutrition and exercise enthusiast, I thought I knew a lot. But after taking a 12-week health course BioOptimizers offers and implementing their supplements, I noticed a huge difference in my energy and my digestive tract. Since you're a listener of Lifeology Radio, BioOptimizers is offering you the same 12-week course absolutely free. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash supplements to take this free course. Here is a sample of what you'd learn. How to get 70% more energy in 30 seconds or less. The ultimate key to high performance, health, and longevity. How to turn the tide against uncontrollable food cravings. How to select the most powerful supplements for you. How to stay lean and trim without sacrifice. The simplest and fastest way to detoxification and great skin. And much, much more. To get access to this awesome health course, simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash supplements and sign up today. Once again, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash supplements or simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you find perspective after tragedy. I'll also be interviewing James Arthur Ray, who is one of the world's most foremost leadership and performance advisors and coaches. He shares his story of finding meaning after tragedy. In 2009, at the pinnacle of his career, tragedy struck and he was sentenced to prison. His story is full of inspiration and hope and how he came back strong. For more information about James, please visit jamesray.com. Are you struggling today to find your purpose? Has mediocrity set in and you can't imagine doing the same thing for the rest of your life? Are your relationships struggling or you aren't sure how to make long lasting changes in your life? Then today, contact me, James Miller. I will help you recognize the areas in your life that are going really well. And then we'll look at the areas in which you are struggling. We will create actionable solutions to help you create long lasting changes in your life. You don't have to do this alone. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out the form and it will be sent directly to me. Don't let another day go by without finding your way. Your change can start today. Once again, go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out that form to get started today. Perspective after tragedy. Rain falls on the just and the unjust, meaning it doesn't matter if you're considered a quote, good or bad person, life is going to happen to you. Everything can be going great in our life when all of a sudden tragedy strikes. We have an unexpected divorce or unexpected bankruptcy or we're laid off from our job or a health diagnosis. Those situations unfortunately are going to happen in our life. What do we do? It's normal to experience a grieving process. You've heard me use this example before. If I were to come up and startle you, of course you'd be afraid. But after you realize that it was just me, you wouldn't be afraid anymore. However, if I were to startle you and you realized it was me and then you were afraid for the next hour, well, that doesn't really make sense, does it? It's the same type of thing in life. Every time a situation happens, there is a normal grieving process or normal time when we have to figure out what we're going to do or how we're going to deal with this or how we're going to process it. But once that time is up, then it's our responsibility to figure out what we're going to do with it. The intensity of the situation and also our personality really determines how long it takes for us to process the event. So I don't want to put any time frame in anybody to say it has to be the certain amount of time because that's not reality. 
When any situation strikes us, we do go through that grieving process. There's actually two theories of the stages of grief. One says there's five stages and one says there's seven. But for practical purposes, we'll just focus on the five stages. The five stages of grief are essentially denial, anger, bartering, depression, and acceptance. We all know what it feels like to go through denial. A situation happens and we don't think it's true. And we really struggle with wrapping our head around what just happened. The next stage is anger. We're really angry at somebody or something. We point the finger, we do everything we can because the feelings are so strong that we don't know what to do with it and it presents itself as anger. The bartering phase is one that we've all experienced. That is, for example, if there's a breakup, you go back to that person and say, oh, I'll change, I'll do this, I promise we will make it work. Or sometimes we could even barter with God or we can barter with our boss or the doctor about our health diagnosis, whatever it may be, but there is a form of bartering or bargaining because if only we could do this, if only this person or only the situation agreed to it, then it would be better. And then when unfortunately that doesn't work, we go into the next stage, which is depression. That level of sadness is so pervasive and so profound. And usually those four stages repeat themselves a certain number of times and eventually we come to acceptance. That's historically the cycle of how grief works, but you get to figure out how it presents in your own life. I like to teach about each one of our lives is like a jigsaw puzzle. Every jigsaw puzzle piece fits together with another one, and that one fits together with another one, and pretty soon there's a beautiful picture in front of us. Think of one of these situations like a jigsaw puzzle piece. If you hold that jigsaw puzzle piece to your eye, and that's all you see, well, unfortunately, that's all you're going to see. You're not going to see the rest of the puzzle. So let's say you focus on one specific jigsaw puzzle piece and you have no idea where it's going to go. Perhaps the color scheme is different or the shape just seems off. And it seems as if the manufacturer probably threw in one that wasn't part of the actual puzzle. However, as you continue to put those pieces together, you see where that jigsaw puzzle piece fits. That's the same type of thing with life. Every situation we experience, just like that jigsaw puzzle. If you've experienced the same type of emotion that you're currently experiencing now, or perhaps you've gone through one of these situations and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so painful for me. Think of a time when you felt the same emotion. Now, it doesn't have to be the same intensity or it doesn't even have to be the same situation, but it's the same emotion. When you can look back on your life, ask yourself, when did I feel anger? When did I feel sadness? When did I feel betrayal? When did I feel lost? And when you can think of that time, ask yourself, how did I grieve? How was I successful in my grief? Because years later, here you are today. And when you can figure out what you did, perhaps you can recreate that. You can recreate that ability to overcome that same emotion that you experienced, but it's now amplified. So amplify that version of how you got through it. Another question to ask yourself is, who you are today? Is it someone that you enjoy being around? Do you have some great qualities? <laughs> I'm sure you do. In that case, all those situations that you experienced before, just like that jigsaw puzzle, all added up together to be who you are today. So the perspective that we find is not in the moment because it's hard to experience that as we're grieving, as we're trying to figure out what in the world am I even going to do next? Perspective always comes with time. And of course, for each person, it's different. And of course, with the intensity of the situation determines when we find that perspective. But there is a perspective. And once again, years later, when you've gone through certain situations, you've seen how it all links together to be who you are today. Sometimes tragedy can strike and it moves us in a completely different direction and sometimes even launches us in a different path. Everything we experience after we experience the grief, we determine if it's going to be a stumbling block or a stepping stone. Use each one of these situations as a stepping stone. Once it becomes a stepping stone, the self-development that you create, the lessons that you learn to help you grow exponentially. The picture in your jigsaw puzzle is not yet completed, but each piece will eventually make sense. Don't isolate one event that you've gone through. Don't bring that jigsaw puzzle piece to your eye because that's really all you're going to see. As you grieve, step back and look at other times you've experienced similar emotions and how did it make sense or how did you find perspective after that? Or what was the perspective? What was the lesson? Use those same techniques 
to help you through this time. There is always hope. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. My guest today is James Arthur Ray. James is considered one of the world's foremost leadership and performance advisors, coach, and consultant. He was at the pinnacle of his career in 2009 when tragedy struck and he was sentenced to prison. He's here today to share his personal story of inspiration, hope, and coming back strong. Welcome to my show, James. Thanks, James. I appreciate you having me. Well, first off, you have an amazing name, so clearly we're going to get along really well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's one of those fundamental names, right? <laughs> yes. Well, your background, you were actually a preacher's son. Is that correct? That is correct. I Yeah, they called it a PK when I was yeah. growing up in, in, in the Bible Belt. Yeah. I mean, actually, the buckle of the Bible Belt. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'm a PK as well, so I do, I, it's kind of funny in hearing this. I didn't realize we had some similarities there. That's kind of so so we, have com- <laughs> we have common scars, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, we certainly do. <laughs> Did you always know that you wanted to go into the self-help world? Um, no, I didn't. You know, I, um, I wrestled really young with insecurity and, and I was an introvert and my father was an extremely dynamic man and, Mm. and quite overbearing, frankly. And, and so I, yeah, I, I wrestled for, for quite a while to find my purpose and I'm really grateful to have finally found that. And as you were evolving into the person you are today, how did you become such a foremost, uh, I guess, leader in the self-help world? Well, I, you know, I like to think of myself as more of a leader in, in entrepreneurship and business. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although a lot of the work that I do is obviously uh, in, in psych, the psychological arena and improvement, um, not only in psychology, but in philosophy and physiology and community and and strategy. But I started off at AT AT&T and I kind of cut my eye teeth in sales there and then ended up interesting at AT&T School of Business, and I was a C-suite consultant um, at AT&T School of Business working with, you know, the C-suite execs mm-hmm. and presidents, vice presidents, et cetera, on things like leadership and team performance and improving results. And so when I leapt off, well, I was, I was you know, doing business all day long, but then I'd go home at night and, and I would dive into um, all the spiritual traditions and mysticism and, and mm-hmm. psychology, even quantum physics. And so when I left off in 1992, I started out as a, as a business consultant and then it just kind of grew from there. So even behind the scenes, you're definitely growing and developing and become the well-rounded person you are today. Well, and, and still, still, you know, working to become well-rounded, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I think that's a never ending quest. No, and, of course, and yeah. I'm, I have a voracious appetite to, to learn and grow. And I, and I think, you know, James, one of the things that has been really strong for me and has helped me tremendously is that I, I think I know enough to know that I don't know a whole lot. And, and <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I've always been open. If you were to run into me at a, at an event where it was not one of my events, you'll find I'm very quiet. I'm very reserved. I'm probably in the corner just taking copious notes. I, I'm not one of those people that's out trying to talk about all the things that I know and trying to impress. Mm-hmm. I, I really am a voracious 
gracious student. And, and so I, I believe I will be for the, for the, rest of my life. Sure. Well, that's a great role model as well, because the people who are, if it's someone else's event and you're there to learn and then people who are trying to usurp the, the other person or trying to overshadow them, I mean, of course, that's the wrong motivation. So that's great. Really yeah. great takeaway for all of us, just to, we're all the continuous, uh, continual students. So yeah. So thank you for sharing that with us. Now, so many things have happened. You've, you were evolving, you were growing, you, everybody knew who you were. And then in 2009, uh, unfortunate tragedy struck. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, a lot of people knew who I was, and I think probably a lot more people know who I am now. And I went from some degree of, of fame to some degree of infamy. And um, what happened in 2009 is, is I was doing a really deep dive um, experience. My company was in, in Sedona, and it really was helping people go back to uh, unresolved emotional issues, childhood trauma, uh, very painful, hurtful things, Mm -hmm. and find the gift in that and find how that made us maybe stronger, stronger, bigger, bolder, faster, wiser, more self-reliant, more self-sufficient. And, and so I had invested, you know, five days with 52 people, which was a really small event for me at the time. I was doing rooms of anywhere from, you know, a thousand to to multiple thousands of, mm-hmm. of people. And uh, this one was a roll up your sleeves up close and personal. And we had uh, several different activities uh, throughout the week. And we, we had been doing this event for five years and the culminating like graduation experiential learning was a sweat lodge experience and something went incredibly sideways. And, and maybe some of your listeners remember it in the media because the media picked it up and went nuts with it. And, and three of the participants who I deeply cared about, and by the way, that's something you never heard in the media. I mean, it broke my heart. Of course I I knew, no, you really can't because I, I knew, and I know you have a psychological background and so Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've worked up close and personal with people and you get to know some of their innermost darkest secrets that maybe their family doesn't even know. And, and they just open up to me all during this five day experience. And, you know, my whole life, James had been about helping. Well, first and foremost, I wanted to become the very best I could become. And I'm Mm -hmm. still on that quest. And then as I started to improve my own self-image and self-awareness, I thought I could share that with others. And that was my entire life. And and to have three people lose their lives was the antithesis of anything I'd ever dreamed of. And and it was just, it was horrible. It, It really was. And, you know, if you've ever lost someone that you really care about, that in and of itself is sometimes more than you think you can, you Mm -hmm. can take. And, and yet it didn't end there, you know, from there, I, I lost the Inc 500 company that it took me about 20 years to build. I lost my life savings. I lost, um, my home ended up, you know, literally homeless and I lost my reputation. I lost my so-called friends and colleagues and eventually I lost my Liberty. And so you know, in all of that peeling away, th- this is not popular for most to hear, but it's true nonetheless. There, there is some degree of awakening and salvation mm-hmm. in suffering mm-hmm. because suffering peels away, pulls away the BS and, and gets you to the core of what, who you really mm-hmm. are and what's sure. really important to you. And, and that's, 
you know, that's what it did for me. And so, yeah, I, I went to prison for, for two years. The state of Arizona came after me, uh, for manslaughter, which was ludicrous literally because I, as a business person, there's no one manslaughter is intentional harm. Mm -hmm. And there's no business person in the world who thinks he or she's going to grow their business by harming their clients. Um, and, and so that was acquitted. Obviously the, the jury said, no, there's no way we, they couldn't Mm -hmm. find any intentional harm there. But what ended up happening was there was a lesser included of negligence which means I, I missed some things and, and I have to own that, you know, that that's, I do own that. I'm responsible. There were things that were missed. There were things that were overlooked. There were things that could have been done better and God, I wish they had have been. And, of course you did, and, yeah. and that's, that's the price of leadership. And one of the things I tell my clients frequently today, which, you know, probably 95% of my clients are entrepreneurial in this day and age is that if you can't step up to that amount of absolute responsibility, mm-hmm. then you need to stand down because that's a good point. Yeah. Because that's, that's what it takes. If, and I don't care who you are, if something goes sideways, whether you're the CEO of BP oil or my relatively small you know, at the time I had a $10 million business, uh, annually, it, there's only one person in the crosshairs when something goes mm-hmm. sideways and that's the CEO. And, and again, you, you've got to, you got to step up to that and you don't throw your team under the bus. You don't, you don't place blame elsewhere. You, you, you take it. And that's what I now call absolute responsibility, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I, I paid the price for that. And, and yet, probably the biggest price is it's something I have to live with for the rest of my life is, is the pain of knowing that three people I really cared about were hurt on my watch. And that, and that is not probably ever going to go away. Yeah. Well, first off, thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing your story. I mean, that's, uh, we don't know, we've never been in that position before, but to hear this, uh, it's, it's very inspirational, not, not to minimize, of course, what you experienced, but there's so much there that, that I have so many questions I want to ask. Uh, with that in mind, so you, here you are, you have this amazing retreat, you're really helping these people find their answers. And then all of a sudden the situation happens to go from I'm helping to all of a sudden I am accused of homicide. What happened for you as far as your self-perception? Well, I, it's a great question and, and I've done a lot of interviews and that's the, you're the only one who's asked me that question. That's a really good <laughs> question because I, I lost my self-confidence. I, yeah. I really did because, you know, Anderson Cooper and George Stephanopoulos and the whole work, all of them were just hammering me hmm. in the media. And of course, Twitter, which can be really ugly and, and, you know, social was going nuts. Yeah. And, and so I literally lost my self-confidence in, in, it, it was hard. There, there were days, James, where literally I was in the fetal position in bed and, and I, I just didn't know if I could get up and go on. And, and there were days where I, you know, just said, Hey God, recycle me because this is too much. And thank God he didn't listen. Um, <laughs> because, you know, I, I have a lot more work to do, but I know that feeling. And, and so 
you know, one of the things I'm really passionate about in today's world is is the suicide rate that no one's talking about. You know, I mean, I, I know what it feels like to feel like you can't handle it. And, and you're probably aware. I mean, someone in America commits suicide every 16 minutes mm-hmm. right now. And it's the third leading cause of death for 15 to 24 year olds and the second leading cause for 25, 24 to 35 year olds. And worldwide, it's there's there's a suicide every 40 seconds. And for every single person who is successful at that, there's 20 who attempt and fail. And and the reason I believe it through personal experience that this is happening is because we have lost our meaning. We, we don't so much have a crisis of, of an economic crisis or, or an energy crisis or, a, you know, terrorism, whatever. We have a crisis of meaning. And what pulled me through, James, was love, literally. Mm. It, was, it was a love which we could also call purpose. And, and, you know, my, what I call powerful transforming purpose or PTP is the only thing that kept me moving forward was feeling like, okay, being able to take this and reframe it when I was sitting in solitary confinement right next to death row, um, you know, it Mm, was, it was finding meaning in that. And, and, you know, here's the thing. Um, was my meaning real? Well, it was for me. And, and, you know, part, part of what our life purpose is, is to find our purpose. Mm -hmm. And, and and even if you have to make it up. And especially to have your situation, everything was stripped away. Literally your, your, your finances, your freedom, your, your name, your prestige, your self-esteem, everything was really stripped away. And in that moment, we really see who we are. There's no way that you can hide behind anything else. When you started to find your way again or find your purpose again. Do you remember a specific moment that you thought that you can remember that really changed something for you? Uh, Several. And Mm -hmm. I'll I'll give you one of them, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not here to tell the listener today that I was Superman and I immediately went to this reframe and, and yeah, course, plugged yeah. into purpose. I, I went through I went through anger, I went through frustration, I went through bitterness. I, I was angry at life. I was angry at God. And mm-hmm. I, I remember, you know, I was angry at the at the at the government and our legal system. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I could tell you stories about how the system was completely misused and manipulated. But but the fact is, is the bigger issue is that I'm sitting here in solitary confinement and I'm, I'm, I'm just mad and I'm I'm disillusioned. And I'm thinking, you know, I spent my entire life trying to help people. And this is my reward. Sure. You know, I mean, obviously it wasn't intentional. I mean, the, the jury even said that this is my reward, you know, and, and then, you know, here was that defining moment, James, one of many. But it, the, the question or the voice that came back to me was, oh, so you did good and you tried to help people to be rewarded. Mm, the motivation for why you did it. Sure. And then then on the tail end of that was. You know, well, why me? Here's here's my conversation with God. If you will, why me? You know, why why this? And the que- the question back was, why not you? 
You know, are you so, do you feel like that you should be protected? Do you not, do you feel like you shouldn't have to suffer? Do you feel like, you know, things shouldn't go sideways in your life? And I was like, wow. Wow. You know, I mean, you don't, you don't do good to be rewarded. Although a lot of the traditional spiritual traditions kind of drive that way. You know, if you live a really Mm -hmm. good life, you get, you get this condo on a cloud after you die, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Um, but, but, and that's how I was brought up. Right. Uh, But, but the fact is you do good because it's good. You Mm -hmm. do right because it's right. And the reward is in the action itself. The reward is in is in the feeling that you get of doing what you believe is meaningful and purposeful. And so that was a real shift for me um, and a real rude awakening that I had this romanticized view that, oh, you know, because I am helping and doing good, that I should be rewarded in some way and and, and protected in some way. Mm-hmm. And the reality is none of it. The, the big black truck pulls up in front of every single one of our houses eventually. It's, that's just called life. Mm-hmm. And, and so to the degree that we can prepare for that and accept that, then we really begin to live because we know, hey, this is finite. And, and you know, there's not one power in the universe, James, that can guarantee you and I are going to wake up tomorrow. Yeah. There's not one. And so we better really live fully and completely and find meaning and purpose today. How do you, when you have those negative self-talks or negative core beliefs that may encroach in your life today, how do you counteract them? Well, it, it, through, through repetition, just mm-hmm. like just like I do in the gym, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big advocate that we have to take care of the body, the, yes. the life or God or universal intelligence, choose whatever label, you know, the plenum, they call it in quantum physics, whatever you, you've been given this body and you got to take care of it. And so I, I, I went to the gym this morning and I did legs. I did them today too. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I, you know, and it's, and a lot of guys just say, Hey, forget legs. I'm going to do, I'm going to mm-hmm. do arms. Um, you know, but because I can cover my legs up, but I, <laughs> you know, I believe The same is true um, psychologically. There's an ancient uh, axiom out of hermetics. I'm sure you've heard it. Most people have as above, so below. And Mm -hmm. it's called literally the law law of correspondence. And the law of correspondence says, if you want to know how to build a business, look at what it takes to build a body. If you want to learn how Mm -hmm. to build this, this powerful mindset, if you will, then look at what it takes to build a business because, because there's a corresponding repeating pattern and, you know, that even, even fractal geometry tells us that too, that, that there are repeating patterns in life. And so back to long answer to your question, I just, when I find myself sliding, which I do, when I find myself moving in that direction, which I do, and even when you teach this stuff, you will, (laughs) then you say, you say, oh, stop, cancel that. And I get back on track and I replace it. And that is as trite as that may sound, I literally, say cancel and I replace it with something that that either tells me I'm learning I'm growing Mm -hmm. I'm developing it doesn't mean I have to like it you know I don't I didn't like doing squats this morning really but I like the results 
So hopefully that answers your question. No, it certainly does. And I really appreciate it. I mean, it's very, it's very practical in that respect. And I do like that. That's actually one of the things I teach and, uh, as well. So that may be part of the lesson that I, I talk about today. James Arthur Ray, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for inspiring us, for your humility, for your helping us be just really motivated to really take life and, and really appreciate everything that's in front of us today. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you and everything you're doing, where would they find this information online? Well, jamesray.com is the website. And of course, I'm all over social media, official James Arthur Ray on Facebook, uh, at James A. Ray on Twitter, uh, James Arthur Ray on Instagram. I'm, I'm all over. So hopefully they'll check it out. Excellent. Well, thank you once again for joining with us. I really do appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. It's really a pleasure and an honor. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James. M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.